possibilities. The Palace Theater, your palace, your place. Shows for the whole family. Welcome to the Palace Theater's Broadway Buzz, presented by Webster Bank. The Palace Theater is located in Waterbury, Connecticut. My name is Stuart Brown, founder of the 24-7 online Broadway radio station, soundsofbroadway.com. If you are looking for nonstop Broadway music, turn into soundsofbroadway.com, playing the best from off-Broadway, Broadway, and the London stage. I'll be your host for this podcast series. My guest today is Sarah Shepard, who is starring as Carol King in the national tour of Beautiful, the Carol King musical. And that show will be coming to the Waterbury Palace Theater on November 19th and 20th. Welcome to the program. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. So we talked before we, we started and, and you were saying this is the first time in 10 years that you have been on a national tour. So can you maybe talk about those years or th that time when you first started and how does that compare now? Knowing that you are the star now. So, you know, you get the penthouse suite and, and all that <laughs> as opposed to, you know, what you got the first time around. Sure, sure. Right. That's sweet, you know, <laughs> every night here. Uh, no, yes. So I was 23, I think, when I went, I went out with the uh, Legally Blonde National Tour. And um, I mean, it was a blast. Those people that I met on the, that tour are still some of my best friends in New York today. And uh, we just had a ball. And that show was so fun. Yeah. So that was a blast. And now 10 years later, it's just getting used to just, you know, sort of group travel. I sort of forget sometimes even how long things take when you're traveling with a lot of people. You got to get everybody's luggage on the bus and then everybody goes together to the hotel. But it's great. And, you know, this is our first stop. So there's, you know, plenty of time to get used to all of that. And then I guess, you know, as leading the show, there's just a lot of like, you know, I have to take care of myself, a lot of sleeping, a lot of hydrating, a lot of staying quiet when I don't need to be talking, <laughs> uh, just so I can get out there eight shows a week. With Legally Blonde, it's, I'll say like a young show, but there are a lot of younger yeah. performers. So I guess you could be a little wild and crazy where, like you said, <laughs> now you can't go and say, oh, I'd love to go out with you, but I need my sleep. I need to do this and in order to carry the show. Definitely. We, we certainly had our nights out in Legally Blonde, which was amazing. And I'm glad I lived it. But yeah, not so much this time around. <laughs> How does it feel playing such an iconic figure as Carol King? I, it's amazing. I, I mean, I always use this word, but it's true. It is like it's an honor to get to sing her music, which is which is just hit after hit after hit. And I think the coolest part about this role, though, is I get to step into her shoes at 16 and we sort of get to see her the beginning of her journey when she first first starts writing songs and when she first finds success with her high school, uh, well, what became her husband, uh, writing partner, Jerry Goffin. And then we get to see her we get to see that relationship sort of shift and change and fall apart in a way. And, but it's this incredible arc that I get to go on every show. And that is, that is the true gift I think for an actor to be able to do that whole, just that, that whole journey of hers is just incredible to be able to experience every night. 
Sure, I didn't think of that, but you're right. You're taking from goodness decades of her life as opposed to just playing a role for a time span that might take place in a week or a month or however you get to really show show everything. Yeah, it, it really is. It, it's so cool to sort of like tap into her young energy, you know, at 16 and then and then to see her really blossom and come into her own as she starts to find her voice when tapestry starts to happen. Yeah. Did you do any preparation for the show? Did you watch film clip or did you just sort of let your inner Carol King come out? Emerge. <laughs> no, I, I was actually a part of the Broadway company from the very beginning. Uh, so I was a swing and I was an understudy for Carol. So I got to actually watch this whole piece put together. It was kind of my favorite part about swinging um, in an original show is I got to sit out front and watch all these kind of amazing changes happen to the piece when they were figuring it out. And I've had truly the gift of watching all of these women sort of step into her shoes and play her as well. And then for me too, I, I read her novel and I listened to a lot of her clips and we have always had this freedom. I think anybody that stepped into the role of Carol, there was never this pressure of having to sound just like her there. There wasn't, we're not trying to mimic her, which is amazing, but you know, we try to use some of her um, musical phrasing and style, like stylistically tap into her. And so that is sort of, that was my preparation um, for the role. When I saw the original, I, I remember getting goosebumps. The show starts with the character uh, coming out on stage. There's just a piano and sitting down. And I don't know if <laughs> Jesse Mueller was trying to, again, have that Carol King persona emerge, but it was eerie. And I, I, it was one of the few times I've ever, and I've been going to theater for, oh, 50 years or so. Yeah. Very few do I get goosebumps. And, and that was just amazing. And I think so much too, and this is what I've learned in even in watching the show be built and watching Jesse and Abby and all these, and Shalina, these women that stepped into the role, it is, they're just, bring, they're bringing their authentic self to the piece. And it works because that is what Carol does. I think when she sings, how she lives her life, she is just the, I think the truest version of herself. And so tapping into that, I think, is the best and greatest way to sort of channel her in this piece. When you first started working on the show, did you connect with the song? Did you, were those songs that you knew of or as you heard them, you said, oh, I, yeah, I remember listening to that uh, 60s station or that 70s station and, oh, she wrote that stuff? I knew of, I obviously knew You've Got a Friend, but I knew that really through James Taylor. But I had learned that she had written it. And also Natural Woman, of course, from Aretha. But that was, I mean, not uh, it was before I was a part of the show, but I, I had learned that she had written that as well. But when we were putting the show together and we were doing all these songs from Act One, all these songs that the Drifters and the Shirelles sang and things like the locomotion up on the roof, I had no idea that <laughs> she had written those pieces. Um, so that was like amazing to me. And then, yeah, I'll, I mean, all of the tapestry stuff I was just more familiar with, but the act one songs that that blew my mind. Well, I, I think that's one of the things as someone who was familiar with a lot of the music, I think it, it's one of the kind of eye popping moments 
really before the show and you open the playbill and I believe, you know, there are all these little asterisks or little things like this was top 10, this was number one, this was it. And it's just so many songs. And even, you know, you mentioned a number, there's some songs that people don't even realize that, oh, wow, Carol King was part of that song too. Absolutely. And that was, you know, the big chunk of her career. She didn't, she really, I mean, she says this in the, the very beginning of the play, but she didn't want to, that was not her goal to be a singer, performer, person. And I had heard this cool story that James Taylor was actually one of, he was sort of the main person to be like, you got to get out there. You got to sing, <laughs> which I just think is so cool because just he's just another icon. And all these people were just friends in, in the real world, which is like wild to me. I mean, a lot of her success was for writing for other artists. Even her babysitter. Even her Even. babysitter. <laughs> <laughs> and, and if you haven't seen the show or don't know the history, that's all I'll say or all we'll say. Why don't we listen to a song? How about if we start off with Beautiful? Yeah, Beautiful. It honestly has my favorite lyrics. They're the lyrics that always, they always touched me before the pandemic. But now sitting down and saying words like, I have often asked myself the reason for the sadness in a world where tears are just a lullaby. If there's any answer, maybe love can end the madness. Maybe not. Oh, but we can only try. I mean, that, woo, that by itself gets me. So that's why I wanted you to play this song. And let's do it. From okay. Beautiful, the Carol King musical, this is Beautiful. You got to get up every morning with a smile on your face. And show the world of the love in your heart And people gonna treat you better You're gonna find, yes you will That you're beautiful as you the passers-by Mirrored in the faces I see Frustration growing And they don't see it showing
And we just heard Beautiful from the original cast recording of the musical Beautiful, the Carol King musical. I'm speaking with Sarah Shepard, who will star as Carol King when the show comes to the Palace Theater in Waterbury, Connecticut on November 19th and 20th. I personally think one of the strengths, well, it's really two strengths of the show. It's not just here's Carol King. It's here's Carol King and her relationship with who will become her husband. But I think what even strengthens it more is that you have the two other songwriters. You have Barry Mann and Cynthia Weil. And a lot of times they're the ones where the focus is. And you talk about their relationship competing with Carol King. So you have all those dynamics, which I think makes it a really good book jukebox musical as opposed to here's just one song after another. That particular duo competition friendship is so extraordinary because they were such good friends and yet they kept challenging each other, you know, to get the next hit. And it just elevated music of the time. And I also think what makes it such a wonderful jukebox musical is that we are telling her real story. You know, we didn't create a story and then shove these songs into it. People get to come and see her life, which I think is fascinating for, for, for an artist who is so beloved by so many people to actually see her life and her journey is, is what makes this piece, I think in particular, really special when it comes to jukebox musicals. And it played six years on Broadway. What do you feel that you bring to this role? You said you were a swing, you were in the original and sort of, let's say, moved up the ranks. So <laughs> what are you bringing to this role of Carol King? I go back to that uh, that authenticity. I uh, I feel like I relate to her so much in terms of she's just kind of grounded, salt of the earth woman, and I can I, I just feel that is a part of me as well. And in terms of like I I was a swing in the original company, and I was also the dance captain. So I put every everybody who came into Beautiful, I put them into the show with our stage manager. I taught them the show. So there's this really cool thing that when I'm standing on stage now every night is Carol King that I know everything that's going on around me like literally everything I know where someone's changing backstage <laughs> I know where they're singing off stage or what's happening behind me in the scene because I my brain has had to do that for other people so it's this like all-encompassing world that I get to live in and that to me is like this really cool thing that I think is kind of rare so I, I just love that about stepping into the role full time. Do you think that helps with your performance or helps with the flow of the show or it's just sort of a little asterisk like, hey, I did that and and that's pretty much it? No, I think it does. I think just being aware, just just awareness of everything that's going on around you makes the world feel more full, more real. And yes, of course, there's the little asterisks of like, that's just also pretty cool <laughs> that I that I do know that. But I, I do think being aware of the world around me makes the whole thing feel more full and more alive. The national tour has some dates like Waterbury, November 19, November 20. You're in Chicago when we're having this interview, which I'm assuming is a much longer time period. When you're at a spot for a week or so, do you get out or do you sort of go from theater to hotel room, food in, in the hotel, and you don't come out until it's time to go back to the theater? Do you interact outside of, of that sort of cloistered environment? Yeah, there. well, Chicago's a little interest, or a little different just because we teched here. So we had rehearsals during the day and then we would come back and rehearse some more during tech. And now today actually is the first, because we had two shows yesterday after opening on Tuesday. So to Today is like the first day where it feels like, okay, like I have the day 
And then I'm going to go to the show at night. Um, if I have a little more time there, that's the cool thing about touring. I think you get paid to travel and I, I definitely want to take advantage of that as well as sleep. Let's step back for a second. Can you tell our audience a little bit yeah. about your background? I know that you went to the University of Cincinnati's College Conservatory of Music, which must have really helped in preparation for this career that you now have. Yes, I yeah, I went to school at CCM for musical theater, and that's obviously a conservatory program. Um, and it is, yeah, it's an intense three and a half years of gearing us up for this life <laughs> of auditions and performing eight times a week. And it certainly helped set me up for success in this, in this business and knowing the reality of it's never steady or or, or for few people, I feel it's, you know, you're constantly, constantly just going, but I certainly have had ups and downs in my career, working out, working and, but it's just, you know, you go into this career knowing that that is kind of how it is. And if you love it, you're going to do it and stick it out. But they did, they definitely um, prepped me for that, for sure. I had a great experience there. Well, we're going to talk more about that. We're going to take a quick break to let our sponsors chime in. And then we'll be back with more of Sarah Shepard, who is starring as Carol King in Beautiful the Musical, coming to the Waterway Palace Theater, November 19 and 20. Where can you hear the best music from Off-Broadway, Broadway, and the London stage? The answer, soundsofbroadway.com, your 24-7 online Broadway music radio station. Listen to selections from well-known, popular, and more obscure musicals from the most diverse playlists anywhere. That's soundsofbroadway.com. Let's go on with the show. We're all living through an unusual time together, but each one of us is dealing with it differently. Webster Bank is here to help you move forward at whatever pace is right for you. Whether you're taking small steps or big, bold ones. Whether you're refocusing on your future, re-energizing your business, or reconnecting with everyone you love. Webster will help you take your next steps on your time. I'm back with Sarah Shepard from the Carol King musical, Beautiful. And we just started talking about her background. And one of the things when I was reading up about uh, your your background and, and your time at uh, Cincinnati's College Conservatory was that you roomed with Christy Altamere. And Christy Altamere, for I would hope many people in Connecticut would know, is she was Anastasia, which had its world premiere at Hartford Stage, just down the road from Waterbury. So she was your roommate. Yes, I love that. I forgot that Anastasia premiered in Connecticut. That's amazing. Yeah, and it's funny. I actually met Christy even before we were in college together, we attended, now it's called Young Arts, but in my day, it was called the National Foundation for the Advancement of the Arts. And you submitted videos and we we both got accepted to the musical theater department of it. And we went to Miami for a week and sort of did all these intensives and worked with master in master classes. And it was amazing. And we just randomly were paired there to room together. So then we do that week. We audition at Cincinnati. We both find out we're going. And uh, I called her up and said, do you want to room together in Cincinnati? And she said, yeah. So then we roomed together our freshman year. And I mean, you know, we were in a class of 15 people. So yeah, she we're so close. We, I mean, when you go to 
college together in a small conservatory class, you get real close real quick. <laughs> so I just love her. She's the best. I didn't, I didn't know that classes were that small. You better get along with people because it's <laughs> <laughs> all you got. <laughs> that's it. You're going to be seeing them that's a it. lot. When did you get the musical theater bug? So you talked about going to this week-long program, intensives. Okay, I'm auditioning now for the program in Cincinnati, but that's kind of like near the end of high school. I'm going to assume something happened way before that. Oh, yeah. I was just a wee little five-year-old. I'm from Toledo, Ohio originally, and I started going to these um, Saturday morning classes at the Toledo Rep Theater, and you would we would sing and dance and do art. And my older sister, my sister's four years older than me, and she she did it with me. She's like an amazing singer actor as well. And so that's sort of where I got the bug. And then I was in shows there all the way through junior high and high school. And that program that I was talking about meeting Christy, and granted, I was a senior in high school, but I had already decided I wanted to major in musical theater, but that week really solidified that I knew I wanted to do this for a career because it was the first time I was around young artists who were focused like that around this, in this world like me. And I, I was like, these are my people. I know I want to do this. <laughs> Were you intimidated when you went to this program in, in Florida? Because I know a lot of students and it's not just, let's say, the theater, you know, athletics. You could be the star person on your campus, but I mean, on your high school, but then you go to a place and everybody is like you. So was that something where you had to take a step back and say, OK, uh, I might have to work harder. I really have to commit because there are so many people that really want to do this. Yes. And especially because I, I went to a big public high school. We had, we did awesome shows. So it was, but I, I don't know. I immediately felt kind of at home with them and like I held my own, you know, I just like, was like, oh yeah, this is it. Like I should be around these humans. This is, and this talent, like this, this feels right to me, but there, yes, there was certainly like the big fish in a small pond. Like, how is this going to feel? But it, it honestly, it just felt right. It felt so good to be around them. How about if we go to another song? What other song would you like us to hear? How about we hear Natural Woman? Well, I love the song and I love where it falls in the show, but I think in the show, it's a very cool moment because that moment I feel like is where we really see her step into her own. She doesn't, she's, she doesn't necessarily want to sing the song and I won't go too much into it. You can come see the play, but it, it is amazing where you sort of see her step into her power. All right. From beautiful, the musical, this is natural woman. Looking out on the morning rain I used to feel uninspired And when I knew I'd have to face another day Lord, it made me feel so tired Before the day I met you Life was so unkind But your love was the key to my peace of mind Cause you make me
that was Jesse Mueller from the original cast recording of Beautiful the Musical. And as you know, I'm talking to Sarah Shepard, who is playing Carol King on the national tour. And we've been talking a lot about that, about your background. And I just think a lot of people go to that show. And even before the initial scene, I just think there's a lot of love and people connecting because that's what people have with Carol King's music. So that must be fun to have that, you know, maybe just before the, the curtain rises, that there's an acceptance where other shows you have to do a little more to earn earn people's, I don't want to say respect, but acceptance, where here people almost, I think, want to accept right away. Yeah, that's such a great, I never really thought about that, but it's a great way of putting it. Yeah, I am sitting at that grand piano at the jump. I know and already feel love from the audience that they are so excited to like go on this ride for the next two and a half hours. So you're right. I don't have to work too hard at that because people just love her. Like, how can you not? <laughs> You do have to work for two and a half hours to, yeah. to keep that high going. And I think that's one of the great things about the pacing of the show is that there are a lot of valleys to it that, you know, here's the happy scene. Here's the not so happy scene. Here's the I want to hurt that person on stage because of what they're doing. And so it does give you that kind of like emotional roller coaster, sometimes emulating what is done in the actual songs that are presented. I would imagine a lot of what she felt in that time, especially with writing songs that are number one. And then you're like, oh God, we're not writing anything right now, or, you know, and that whole thing. And then finding love and then having that sort of fall apart. And then what's next? Like there's definitely peaks and valleys in that. And our book writer, Doug McGrath, it was just so wonderful. He, he just did that masterfully. And then he's so funny. There are some scenes that almost feel like a sitcom. They're so funny. So having that comedy paired with, the depth of the human, the humanity you're seeing on stage is, is so awesome. It feels like real life you're watching. How long are you on the tour for? We are slated to go through the end of June of 2022. Would you have anything lined up after, or this is more, I have a contract to the end of June. I'm not thinking about anything. And then eh, maybe when it gets warmer out, I'll, I'll start exploring other possibilities. Yeah, more like that. I'm, I'm, I'm just so stoked to be here. I'm so excited to have a job right now and especially this job. I mean, it's honestly, it's the greatest. So yeah, I think down the road, I'll be maybe thinking about what my next form of employment is, but right now I'm going to soak this up. What were you doing while theater was shut? Beautiful on Broadway closed the end of October of 2019. I did the holidays, which was so amazing because I hadn't had a holiday with my family in like in six years. <laughs> so that was awesome. And then I actually, I went to Berlin, Germany for a week in at the end of February to teach with Broadway Dreams. And that was February 24th through March 4th. I flew back and there was all this buzz. Like, I know it's crazy that I was like on an international flight right, <laughs> right around then. And then the pandemic hit. And I got to say, I did not do much. I did not have a strong pivot move. I chilled and watched a lot of TV. And, and then, you know, as we got a little later sort of into the fall, I started taking, I took a Monday night class of like an acting audition class. We would sing. So that sort of kept me like the juices flowing a bit. But I really, I took it easy. 
And I sort of am really grateful for that. I was around my boyfriend and I, we got to like actually hang out for a chunk of time together. And we have two dogs and a cat and we just kind of soaked up family time, especially because we had been so busy for such a long period of our lives, like same schedule. So, but now, you know, as the year went on, it's just really nice to be able to step back into an awesome, awesome job. Not to quote one of the song titles, but it's not too late to add one more song before we end today. So how about if uh, we play It's Too Late from the show and anything you would like to say about that song? In the show, this is the first time she sort of gets nudged to sing out in public. And it's cool because in the show, too, you can tell the audience, like as soon as I play the first chord every a lot of times it gets applause because they know we're getting into the tapestry mode of things uh and it's just it's just a cool moment to sort of see this new shift in sound too for her let's hear from beautiful the original cast recording it's too late Stayed in bed all morning just to pass the time There's something wrong here that can be no denying One of us is changing Or maybe we just stop trying
We heard It's Too Late from Beautiful, the Carol King musical. And Sarah, we are going to have to end because I'm afraid of, of your handlers coming back at me and yelling at me that I'm having you talk <laughs> too much and then you can't sing tonight. I think we've given the audience for the Broadway buzz a good idea of who you are and your energy, enthusiasm, not only for the role, but as a person. And I hope people will go to Beautiful. It is, it, it's just such a good musical. And I personally love musicals that you can sit back and you can enjoy. So thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule and good luck with the tour. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure chatting. I've been speaking with Sarah Shepard, who is Carol King in the national tour, a beautiful Carol King musical, again, coming to the Waterbury Palace Theater on November 19th and 20th. You've been listening to the Palace Theater's Broadway Buzz, presented by Webster Bank. The Palace Theater is located in Waterbury, Connecticut. My name is Stuart Brown, founder of the 24-7 online Broadway radio station, soundsabroadway.com. If you are looking for nonstop Broadway music, Tune into soundsofbroadway.com, playing the best from off-Broadway, Broadway, and the London stage. Thank you for listening. I hope you will join me on our next podcast episode. Until then, stay safe, be well, and be informed with the Broadway buzz. Entertaining new possibilities. The Palace Theater, your palace, your place.